everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 224 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today, we're talking all about the question, should running be fun? Like you might guess, we have two answers, two sides of that coin that we're going to talk about today because, of course, running should be fun. But there's also times when running probably isn't fun, and those times are important too. This is the Real Life Runners podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, Kev. So should running be fun? Yes. I don't really like that we're starting this episode with a should. I don't like shoulds anymore. I've decided to take that word out of my dictionary. This is going to be a really short episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So is running fun? I think that that's really where we should start. Like, yes. To you as a runner, is running fun? I, I think yes. But sometimes no, and I think that's where the the whole like challenge of this thing is. is right. Yeah, sure, running's fun. Like if it wasn't fun, mm-hmm. I would have stopped running years ago. Well, wouldn't we all? I think that there has to be some sort of fun or enjoyment that we find in it, right? Because that's why it lasts. A lot of people start running, right? A lot of people want to get in better shape, so they start running, or they want to be more fit, or they want to get more healthy, and so they're like, okay, well, I should just start running, because running is one of those things with a very low barrier of entry, right? You just put some shoes on your feet, you head out the door, you start running, right? But the people that actually stick with it and listen to running podcasts are probably in it because of something else. Right. And there's got to be some level of enjoyment to that. Like you can't, you're not sticking that, you're not listening to a running podcast unless you find a level of enjoyment and entertainment out of running itself. Right. Exactly. So running is one of those things that, you know, if you are a runner, if you call yourself a runner, if you've been running for any length of time, any length of time really, and you enjoy it, like if it brings you happiness and joy, that's fantastic, right? Because if you don't, like if you're not enjoying the running journey, and it definitely is a journey, there are plenty of other ways to live a healthy lifestyle. Right. We've got a whole podcast. I forget when we did it. It was a while back on like running should be fun. And here's some things you can do to make running more entertaining for you. But sometimes it's, it's not fun. And if you've tried all sorts of things and you're like, man, running is just, I don't think it's for me. It might not be. I feel like there's like, I know people that really enjoy cycling. Like one of my coworkers at work, she loves biking and she talks about like the rides that she goes on. And I'm looking at her just like, none of that sounds fun to me. Mm -hmm. And then I'll tell her about runs and she has literally the same look reflected back (laughs) to me of like, that sounds terrible. Like it's, you find the thing that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody has different ideas of what's fun and what's not fun. Right. Right. And so ultimately we have to find what works for us. And we are naturally drawn towards different activities based on what that does to us in our brain, right? Like there are hormones, there are those chemical rewards like dopamine and different things that get released when we are doing enjoyable things and doing fun activities. Right. So that's a a big aspect of why you want to actually say like overall running should be fun because you actually get the chemical reward inside your brain. You go out for a run, even if it's difficult, you're still like, yeah, this is a fun activity. I enjoy going for a run. Mm -hmm. And your brain says, yeah, you do. Here's your reward for it. Yeah. And it keeps us going yeah for sure and it it keeps us going it also like helps to kind of overpower some of the difficult aspects of it right like every runner knows that 
not every single run that you do is fun or not every single minute of every single run feels good, right? And so when you enjoy something, even if it's difficult, when there is some sort of fun aspect of that activity, it really makes you more likely to continue doing it. Right. Or if you haven't done it in a little while, maybe you've taken a few days off, maybe, you know, you got hurt and now you're trying to get the comeback into running. There's sort of this like inertia of, I don't really want to get started again because I know it's going to be difficult. But if running has this fun aspect to it, it kind of reduces the challenge of, I don't want to start that thing because mm-hmm. you know, that thing is still fun. It's just going to be kind of a, a little rough start to it. Yeah. It's like, you know, getting your kids to do something that they really don't want to do. Like, you know, if you make it more fun, then they're going to be much more likely to do it. Like one of the guys that I listen to um, that I follow for online business stuff, he always talks about getting his five-year-old to clean um, his room, right? And you can just ask your kid, go clean your room or tell your kid you need to go clean your room. Or you can say, Superman cleans his room in five minutes. Do you think you can beat him? Right? And you turn it into like a game and a challenge to make it more fun. The likelihood of the kid doing that thing that you don't want them to do is higher. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that. It's how we get kids to eat veggies when they're little also. Mm-hmm. like uh, The airplane. Oh, the airplane. Like suddenly it's not – you're not feeding vegetables. You're literally playing a game with a baby and you're making funny sounds mm-hmm. and faces and, and then the kid plays along. Now – Eating veggies is a fun activity. Now they connect enjoyment to eating veggies. These things are now united in their brain and congrats, you've got a vegetable eater. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is like even if running is only usually fun and a a source of happiness, we're going to keep doing it, right? Like even if we know that it's not always fun, if you get some sort of enjoyment out of it, most of the time or some of the time, you're going to keep doing it because it's it's basically conditioning your brain for like intermittent rewards. Like this is something <laughs> that, you know, I learned when puppy training, right? At the beginning, when you train the puppy, like we just got a puppy uh, a few months ago. And when I learned how to train this dog, they they teach you, you know, at the beginning, you treat them every single time they do something good. And then you kind of like start to decrease it. Then it's not every time. Then it's every other time. And then it's every couple of times, right? But then when you are intermittently rewarding them, that still keeps them very engaged and very, you know, on point to whatever you want them to do because they're not sure if this is going to be the time that they get the reward. Right. This might be the time that it all comes through. I had to dig way back in my brain for this one on Skinner's intermittent rewarding from mm. like college senior year psychology. Totally, Skinner. Totally pulled that one back out. And this was, this was, you can give mice a reward if they like, if they push the pedal, then a food pellet comes down. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they push the pedal and the food pellet doesn't come down. And he set up the food pellet comes down every time. It comes down like every other time or it comes down randomly. Yep. Like sometimes you push it, pedal and, and food, push it again, food. And then you push it like 10 times and nothing happens. And it was the random rewards that got the mice so excited mm-hmm. that they just would never leave the lever. They just constantly kept hitting the, the lever because maybe that was the time that the food pellet came down. Right. It's the same concept that's used with um, 
slot machines. Hundred percent. Right? Slot machines are the same exact thing, right? You put in, you put in the money, and you put in the money, and you put in the money, and then you get rewarded. You're like, yeah, and then it, like it almost makes it even more exciting because you don't get it every time, right? right? Like it definitely keeps you engaged, and then those times that you do get the reward, it's that much more exciting and rewarding. Right. This is also kind of like when I used to play basketball because <laughs> when I would shoot the basket, you never knew if it was going to go in or not. It was not based off of a skill. There was very much just a random level of maybe it goes in or maybe it misses everything. We're not sure what's going to happen this time. I mean, that's kind of watching our daughter play basketball now, like the, the, <laughs> her age group. Not not saying her necessarily, but kind of her. But like that age group, you know, she's yes. playing in like the, a league with 10 and 11-year-olds. You never know if that basket is going to go in, that no. basketball is going to head head into the hoop sometimes the the kid turns around doesn't even realize where the basket is and nails a three-point shot <laughs> and then the next time down they just miss a layup and they don't even hit the backboard and you're like what the heck just happened it makes every time it the ball goes in on both sides except for like the really close games against that team that we really need to beat um yeah. but on both sides every time the ball goes in i'm just like yes that was amazing because it's it's so exciting when it happens it is and the kid, the girls get excited and all the parents like jump up and cheer it is but you know this kind of gives us this idea right of that running doesn't always have to be fun because if you ever have experienced some sort of fun during your run, like that elusive runner's high that people love to talk about, which, I mean, have you ever actually experienced the runner's high? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Because I've talked to a lot of people that, like, never have, you know, or oh. have, have, have found it, but very few and far between. Excuse the interruption, but I just had to pop in and let you know about an upcoming workshop that we're hosting inside the Real Life Runners Academy. If you're someone that's ever struggled with thoughts or beliefs that are getting in your way, or you think you're self-sabotaging yourself and you can't understand why you're doing things that you don't want to do or not doing things that you know you should be doing or want to be doing, this message is for you. We're hosting a special academy workshop May 14th, and we're bringing in an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, Ms. Megan Blacksmith. And she's going to be teaching us how the thoughts that we have can either be helping us in our life or holding us back. And we want to invite you, our amazing podcast listeners, to join us. So you don't have to be an, a member of the Academy to join us this month. You can join for a small one-time fee by going over to realliferunners.com forward slash workshop. If you are a current Academy member, this and all of our monthly workshops and all experts that's all already included in your current membership. So if you are a current member, do not go to the website and repurchase because it's already included with your membership. But if you want to join just for the workshop, check it out over at realliferunners.com slash workshop today. Now back to the show. So if you've got that one, then you've got people that like, they've heard about the runner's high. Mm -hmm. I've seen people that have won the lottery before. I don't know anybody, but maybe I should still buy a ticket because they've got a chance. Like it's, it's that it's like, it's yeah. such the rare payoff deal. That's why it's called the elusive runner's high. I thought I had it just earlier this week, but it turns out I was totally just dehydrated and lightheaded. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's funny because I feel like sometimes when I look back at races, I have kind of a runner's high in my mind about that race, but I know that during the race itself, I was in pain, which is an interesting concept. No, you probably tapped in a little bit to the runner's high. Oh, I did. Like, especially on like longer races. during moments of that. Yeah. yeah, during moments of the race, for sure. Like, when you kind of hit that flow state. But, like, when you have those moments where running is really fun, you know, when you're having a great time or when you prove something to yourself that you didn't think that you could do and you get that intermittent reward, like that's enough to keep you coming back for more. (laughs) And there's so many little things in running that are great, like the occasional PR, maybe a beautiful sunrise or sunset, depending on what time you're running, a good conversation with a friend, Mm -hmm. the longest distance that you've run. So many little things that we can like hang our hat on of like, wow, that was amazing when that happened. So we just keep coming back for the next cool, amazing thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. And that's fun, even if it doesn't happen every time. Yeah, because there's something about running that makes you feel good, right? And that's really what we're all seeking. We're all seeking some sort of reward and pleasure from running. Like whether you get that pleasure on the run itself or after the run, you know, when you think back on that run or you're just proud of yourself for doing it, like whatever that might be, there's some sort of reward that you get from running. And that's ultimately what continues to bring us back day after day after day. Yeah. I mean, some of the fun is really looking back over the last like years, months, like however long your running journey goes and seeing like how far you've come along. Sometimes that's a good way to actually have fun with it. Of like, Mm -hmm. wow, look at, look at all the things I've managed to accomplish in my running journey. Yeah, for sure. But as much as running is fun and we, you know, want it to be fun for you or it should be fun. We're not, I don't really like that word, like I said, but Running is also not fun sometimes, and it shouldn't be fun all the time because every single training plan, every run, well, maybe not every run, but like, you know, every training cycle or training plan has sections where it's just not fun. Right. Yeah. I don't know about every run. Sometimes sometimes runs are great. Right. Sometimes a whole run is great. But definitely if you have like a longer training cycle, there's going to be some time in there. Maybe it's just a few days. Maybe it's a couple of weeks. You know, I know towards the end of like training for a longer race, training for like a marathon, when you're like a month out, everything's tired, but you're not close enough to the race that you're all excited about the race, but everything still just feels exhausting. That's not the most fun time of running and you still have to go out and do the work. Yeah. And that's why we need to train for races, right? Because most races are, you know, arguably every single race that you run, if you are actually racing it, right? Like sometimes we go out and do races just for fun. um, But if you're actually racing a run, if you're racing a race, (laughs) if you're running a race, yeah, but I mean, you can run a race and not be racing it. Yeah. So So racing a race, if you're racing a race, then there's going to be that section of the race where it gets really, really hard and doesn't feel good. Right. And sometimes, depending on what the length of that race is, like I I still have flashbacks to high school 800. Mm. Um, that pain sets in on like step three. Ooh. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. pain Immediate. for the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like I have, I've run races before yep. just for fun, right? Like I've talked about before um, the half marathon that I did from Napa to Sonoma. I would say there was definitely... Um, that was a fun run. There was definitely moments of runner's high for a large portion of that race. And that whole thing was fun. But other races that I've done, even, you know, races that 
where my PRs have been just sections where I'm like, just keep going. Just don't lose that person in front of you. Your calf is about to seize up on you. Just keep pushing. Right. So there's the aspect of that's not fun at all because you're, yeah. you're in pain. And then sometimes there's sections of the races, especially on longer races, that just get dull. Quite yeah. frankly, that you have to maintain your focus. You know, if you if you lose the pack, like you just said, just keep up with that person. What if you lose that person? Mm-hmm. And now you're just kind of floating in space by yourself. And you're at mile, like, eight of a half marathon. It's not comfortable at that point, And you're just kind of floating and trying to figure out what to do. This is not the most exciting, fun-filled time of the race. Mm-hmm. And you still have to bring your focus. I think that's kind of the benefit of bringing your focus on days of the plan where it's not the most fun thing and you still have to go do it. It helps you realize that in the race when it's not the most fun thing, you have the ability to bring the focus and still drive through and get through that rough patch, that painful patch, that dull patch, whatever it is, you can get through that to the better portion of the race. Yeah, because, I mean, we need to use our training to help us learn how to deal with those times during a race itself, right? Like a lot of people were like, oh, I wish I never had to deal with that in training. Like if, you know, I wish my training just went perfectly. I wish I felt amazing during the whole time. But if everything went absolutely perfect and, you know, super smooth during your training and you got to the race, what would you do if there was a setback during a race? What would you do in those portions where it got hard, where it got challenging, where your body was screaming at you to stop? And you ha- like if you hadn't experienced those types of things during your training cycle, you wouldn't be as well prepared to deal with it during a race. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of answered the question is what would you do? Well, you're going to be forced into a position that you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. The race is already a position you're not comfortable with. Like at least having as much preparation for it as possible puts you in the best chance for success. Well, because when you're doing your training and you hit those moments where it's not fun and you have to figure out how to push through and you have to figure out different strategies that you need to, or that you can use, then you can pull from that same toolbox during the race. Like essentially training not only is getting you in better shape, physically but it's also getting you in much better shape mentally because you're building a ton of mental strategies that you can use if things kind of go less than perfect during a race right so this kind of sets up of we need the challenge both in the training and you kind of know the challenge is going to show up when you're racing like it just is a challenge but we need the challenge in our training even if that means that that specific moment is not very fun-filled. Yeah, exactly. And this is why, you know, as runners, we need resilience. Like resilience is one of the most important qualities that we can have as a runner because this is what we need to succeed in our running journey. Like we need the ability to recover from those setbacks or those difficulties or things that might be judged as failures, which none of them are failures. You need to just learn the lesson and continue to move forward. The only way that you can actually fail if you just is if you just completely quit. And I would even argue if you quit something, maybe it wasn't the right thing for you in the first place. Maybe that it is not a, actually a failure. So it just kind of, it all depends on your perspective and the way that you choose to look at it, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's often the thing of the only way to fail is to just stop trying the thing. But stop trying, yeah. Sometimes the thing is, is not for you anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a failure. That's literally just picking a different path. Mm-hmm. But like resilience, I, I 
checked out the definition because I wanted to try and figure out what the dictionary was going to throw at us. And it's all based off of, it's not overcoming an obstacle. It's how do you come back from something that didn't go correctly. Mm -hmm. Like the setup for being resilient is you have to have something go poorly and then recover from it. Right. How do you come back from getting knocked down? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, yeah, like I put failure on there. I think that was part of the definition that got thrown up there. And I knew that you'd point out that failure is only kind of an imaginary word, <laughs> but it's, it's still, it's in there, but really resilience, which is a huge key for successful running, but yeah. it's really just, it's a huge key for su- successful living is resilience is being able to handle difficult situations that kind of knock you down and say, all right, now what do I do mm-hmm. now? How do I deal with that situation that's still in front of me? Because I, I got knocked down and I'm, I'm going to get back up. I, my goal is beyond this thing. So I have to get through that. You know, it's, it's the commercial that's showing on all the football games that we're watching every weekend. The only way is through. Mm-hmm. Like you've, you've got to find a way of getting through this thing. Yeah. And so that that's your resilience is how do you, from a point of getting beat up, how do you get through? Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you think about those moments, whether it's in a race or in training, those moments that aren't very fun it's not like we're looking forward to those moments, right? (laughs) Like, it's not like we're like, oh yeah, bring it on. I mean, sometimes we are, sometimes we are, we do have that mindset of, okay, let's bring it on. But at the same time, most of us, if you asked us, we'd probably, if given the choice, like, we'd be like, ah, I'll take the easy road, the easy road, right? Because that's how our human brains are wired. Like, we are wired to seek more of the easy thing. But when we do have those hard things, and we get knocked down and we come back and we come back stronger, there is a little bit of that satisfaction in coming back from that thing, right? Like, or dealing with that challenge. I mean, I I was just talking about this the other day in um, our training team call. Like, we have a weekly call with our um, Real Life Runners training team, all of um, the awesome people there. Shout out to the training team. But um, we were talking the other day about running in – poor weather, right? Mm -hmm. Running in the rain. Like I don't really enjoy running in the rain. If I, like the other morning I was supposed to run at, you know, 530 in the morning and meet some friends. I woke up, it was raining. My friends didn't really want to run. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just wait until later. We'll see if it clears up. And then at 8am when I was my, you know, plan B time, it was still raining. I was like, all right, well, I got to go run. And so I went out and I ran in the rain. And every time I run in the rain, I kind of feel like a badass. Like I'm not going to lie, just do right. Because I'm like, I, just I overcame that voice in my head that was like stay in bed or stay inside or don't go run or wait till later or whatever it is there are there is that resistance right and I was able to overcome that resistance and go out and do the thing and I know that people are probably driving by thinking like I'm some crazy runner out running in the rain and there's a little bit of satisfaction in that I'm not gonna lie no 100% some satisfaction in that like there's something to be said for the amazing runners that win these like world marathon majors Mm -hmm. but if you kind of line them all up a lot of the marathon majors are flat courses boston opens with a big downhill and has some hills at the end of it new york is pretty flat and then has some rolling hills at it but boston's one of the more kind of challenging up and down courses and then you go back a few years where it was like a blizzard rolling through Mm -hmm. and 20 mile an hour headwinds because it's a point to point so it's not like it's now and back you got headwind and tailwind and 
everybody remembers that Des Linden won that race when the weather was so stacked against it. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you listen to the commentators in that race. They're like, well, you kind of take everybody's PR and completely throw them out the window. Right. Because now this is literally just 26 miles of who can grid it out for 26 miles. Well, and, and so many of the professional runners dropped out of that race. So many. Yeah. And <laughs> there were a lot of professionals that dropped out. And then I, I got to put this in here because it, it shows up in most races with terrible weather conditions. If you look at the, the entry list and then the finisher list, there are always, always way more men that drop out than women. Mm. Every time. Yeah. In, in terrible weather conditions, always way more men that drop out than women. What does that tell you? I, women are tougher or Ooh, crazy pants. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Quite possibly both. I think you have to be crazy pants to be tougher. So, but everybody remembers that one. And the announcers were like, we're literally, we're not going to figure out who's the fastest marathoner today. We're going to figure out who wants it the most, who's willing to go through mm-hmm. the most, who's willing to suffer not just in the pain of running a marathon, but willing to suffer in the pain of a marathon, plus all of this stacked against them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you willing to work really hard and sacrifice your comfort in that moment for the payoff later? You know, that's really what you're asking yourself. And sometimes the payoff is there and sometimes it's not. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. Going back to that, like, um, uh, intermittent, reward. intermittent reward system. Thank you. Um, you know, sometimes you will get that reward and sometimes you won't, but are you willing to put in the work anyway? Yeah. Are you willing to fight for the shot of getting the reward? Mm-hmm. That makes it even more challenging. Now, you, now, <laughs> now you've got Hamilton go playing in my head. <laughs> I, it's just a matter of like, can you, can you try really hard even if you might not get the reward? And yeah. this is where it's like, okay, so looking back, I'm, I did the really hard thing. It wasn't fun at the time. I didn't necessarily get the reward at the end. So where was the fun to it? And I'd argue that the fun is looking back and feeling that satisfaction that you still did the really hard thing. You still tried the really hard thing as best as you possibly could. And so maybe it's beyond fun. It's beyond happiness Mm -hmm. and it's deeper to a level of satisfaction. Satisfaction and pride, I think. Like, yeah. That's the other word that comes to me when I'm listening to you talk is like, I'm proud of myself for doing that. Like, you know, when I push through, when I do the hard things, when I show up, uh, I'm proud of myself, you know? And when you can have that underlying sense of pride, I think that that goes above and beyond fun, like you were talking about. Like, fun and happiness, yeah, those definitely play an important role in running, in why we like to run and all of that. But I think. If you're a runner, you understand that it goes a lot deeper than just going out and having fun. Like that should definitely be a part of it. And I think that it is for all of us that are runners. But I think that all of us also know that it goes a lot deeper than that as well. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've trained for a long race and you've trained for months, you know very much that you are beyond the immediate gratification. Like that's a lot of what running is, is moving past immediate gratification for this potential chance of a reward later. Mm -hmm. Not a guaranteed reward, but working really hard and going through all of the difficult stuff, the sacrifices and everything that has to happen in in the immediate uh, time frame for this chance in the future that you'll get a payoff. Mm -hmm. But knowing that even if you don't get a payoff, you may still be deeply satisfied with the effort that you put in. Yeah. And I think that that's ultimately what 
keeps us grinding every every day right or every other day however often you run so then that takes us back to the original question that we started the episode with is you know should running be fun is fun the goal of running yeah that's why i said it that way i took the should away for you is is fun the goal (laughs) Yeah. Not, not should it be, not should it not be, because you could argue both sides of it and you got issues with should, but is fun the actual goal of running? And maybe, I think, is the best I can come up with here. Yeah, I think that it's part of the goal is really what I think the answer is. I think that it should be part of it for sure. I think that it needs to be enjoyable, but like what's the difference between fun and enjoyment? Yeah, right. Like we can kind of get into that. There's a lot. I know you were looking up some of these words in the dictionary to kind of see what the actual dictionary definitions of things are. And we all have different ideas of what's fun and what's not. But ultimately, I think that it is fun for us to push ourselves, to challenge ourselves, to overcome obstacles and prove to ourselves how resilient we can be. Like that is fun for us as runners. I think that that's something that we all share. Right. Even if the immediate action that you're taking of the third mile repeat or the eighth mile repeat, Mm -hmm. the, the 15th mile of a long run, maybe that immediate next step is not so fun, Yeah. but you know that everything that you're doing, when you kind of encompass what you're putting together for that day, that week, that month, Mm -hmm. that's all fun. Like pushing yourself and seeing what you can do. That's a fun thing to me. I think to a lot of us, that's a fun thing. Even if like the the exact moment that you're in is just like man this sucks but overall this is a whole heck of a lot of fun right but like i think that as a runner we have to accept that some of those details along the way might not always feel great maybe you know i think that maybe that's what what we're really talking about here is like do you have to feel good for something to be fun and i think that the answer for us as runners is no, like it doesn't have to feel good for it to actually be fun. It can be fun to put your body through some really rigorous (laughs) stuff, right? Like some of the stuff, like I know that we've, I like to run with, um, with friends and sometimes we will do a workout and during the workout, we will be like grunting and, you know, out there like breathing hard and really pushing and trying to dig deep. And then afterwards we're like, Oh, that was a fun one. Like, that's like what we say, like when we end the run and even on a long run or something like that, like, it's like when you look back on that, even though you were pushing, you were not enjoying every single step of that run, you still look back and you're like, oh, that was a good one. Like, that was a fun run. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Yeah. And sometimes we kind of joke about it beforehand. Like you look at what's on the schedule and you're just like, ooh, man, that's going to be a fun one. And you say it a little bit sarcastically Yeah. because you're like, (laughs) and by fun, I mean, that's going to torture my body and really stretched my mental capacity, mm-hmm. but it kind of sounds fun to do. Well, that's why I like speed work so much. You know, like this is one of the ways that Kevin actually got me into running. If you guys um, maybe are new to the podcast and you don't know our full stories, I used to hate running. I thought running was so boring to just like go out and like run. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> is that all we're doing? Like, really? And Kevin, the way that Kevin kind of got me hooked on running is by 
giving me interval trainings because it was more fun. It was more, you know, I was running faster because, you know, with intervals, I was running fast. I was running different paces and different speeds and those kinds of things. But that to me was enjoyable because it was more interesting, right? Like it kind of kept my brain guessing and my body guessing, like, what are we going to do next? How is that going to feel? And I think that that's a fun thing to kind of put your body through and just kind of see like, what am I capable of here? Yeah. And that, I think that is really the most fun aspect of running is that curiosity of what am I capable of here? Like there's, I I was trying to figure out if this was from a movie or it's just like a classic coaching saying of, all right, come on kids, go out there and have some fun. But remember, winning is a lot of fun. Yeah. Like it's tough to directly apply that to running because we're not allowed out there winning races, but from a running perspective, yeah, striving for improvement, seeing what we can actually do, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Even if it's painful, even if it hurts, even if it sometimes stretches us physically and mentally, all of that is fun. And so maybe, yes, running is fun. It's just that fun is sometimes uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it's growth, right? Yeah. I mean, to us, I think that that's where, where we are is like, we love to grow. Like we're, I'm constantly looking, how can I grow? How can I improve? How can I make my life better? Make the lives of those around me better? Like how can I, you know, grow here? And that's really what running does. It gives us that opportunity for growth, that opportunity to be more resilient and to challenge ourselves and to overcome those challenges and to, you know, come out on the other side stronger than we were before. Yeah. Stronger and, and a level up, like continue to grow, to continue to improve and envision like all these crazy things that you could get to if you just keep kind of stepping up one level and up another level and seeing how far your life can go in any aspect. It works for running, but it works for growth in all areas of your life. But that growth is always an uncomfortable path because you have to go to places that you haven't been before and going to new places is just an uncomfortable process. Yeah. But being uncomfortable is fun a lot of times. Yeah. Cause it gets you a little nervous and sometimes nervous things are fun. Like, yeah. Like think about like going on a roller coaster. That's exactly what I was going to say. Roller coasters are fun yeah. because it creates this sense of like nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you have that, that fear and like you realize that you're okay afterwards and you're like, that was amazing. That was so fun. Right. But it's like putting yourself into a very uncomfortable situation and just is kind of letting go. Or we're jumping out of a plane. Or jumping out of a plane. I, w- I would not know that one. Yeah, that was also a fun one. Yeah. Just jump out of a plane and assume that the guy that you're strapped to who's jumped out of hundreds of planes is going to pull the parachute mm-hmm. at the right time. Yeah, I mean, like, why is that fun? Like, that makes no sense, you know, like why jumping out of a plane would be fun, but that's just how our human brains are wired. You get that hit, again, going back to the beginning of the episode when we talked about the chemicals that are released in our brain, you know, the hormones and the dopamine and those kinds of things, the serotonin, those happy hormones, those things that make us feel good and feel happy, a lot of times the things that release those are those adrenaline producing types of activities. Right. The things where we're not quite sure what the payoff is going to be, but we're hoping for the best payoff possible. Yeah. Because we like the feeling of adrenaline. Yes. Even if it creates a little bit of uncertainty. Uncertainty is intriguing. Uncertainty is exciting and exciting keeps us out there and keeps us going. Yeah. So 
let us know. What do you guys think? Should running be fun? Is running fun for you? What part of running is fun? What part isn't fun? Um, come over to Instagram. Follow us over at Real Life Runners on Instagram. On Thursday, when this is posted, we will be putting up um, a post for the podcast. And I want you to find us, comment on that post, let us know what your thoughts are on whether or not you find running fun, why you think running is or is not fun. We would love to hear all of your input. So come connect with us over on Instagram at Real Life Runners. We would love to learn more about you and your running journey and support you in your journey as well. So as always, guys, thank you so much for joining us today on the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 224. Now get out there and run your life. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out the Real Life Runners training team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life. We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there. If you're ready to have more fun and achieve the goals that matter to you without sacrificing the rest of your life in the process, this message is for you. Maybe you're feeling confused or frustrated because you're not making the progress you want, even though you're running three times per week or more. Maybe you're feeling tired or sore all the time because you're pushing harder every day trying to get better. Maybe you want to run longer, but every time you run a couple of miles, that nagging knee pain starts to act up again. Maybe you've been told that you should probably stop running so much because you're getting older, but you refuse to accept that and want to find a way to continue to improve in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Maybe you just feel like you're winging it every day and want to start working towards a goal. You want to feel better and be able to make progress in your running as you get older. And if you're like us and the other runners we work with, you want your running to help you become stronger and more resilient in all other areas of your life too. Plus, you need something that fits in your real life that is simple, easy to understand, and effective. Don't worry, we've got you. If you're ready to transform into a strong, confident, and successful real-life runner, the Real Life Runners Academy has everything you need. It includes training plans, coaching, and programs that will teach you how to run faster, run longer, feel better, and accomplish your goals. Check it out today over at realliferunners.com forward slash academy. Enrollment will be opening soon, so be sure to join the wait list so that you can be notified when doors are open. It's time to run your life.